Welcome back to Hug Your People, episode 13. Today we're talking about finding your strength because that has been something that has been so important um, in me and my family's life lately. We're also going to talk about the Ronald McDonald House, such a wonderful organization that I knew next to nothing about before this, but we're going to tell you all about it in episode 13 of Hug Your People. Welcome back. This is Kevin. Let's start off with the Ronald McDonald House. I have seen the commercials, or I had seen the commercials, and I had heard um, the talk, and I, had, I thought I knew what it was, um, but then I, when I actually needed the Ronald McDonald House in my life, uh, when my son was diagnosed, I realized I had no clue what it was, um, and they're just such a wonderful organization that really helped families with, um, with kids who were battling diseases and cancer and um, everything that goes along with it, so around uh, Charleston at MUSC, uh, the Children's Hospital there, there's a Ronald McDonald House that we stay at when we're going to be there more than uh, more than one night, um, if we can. Sometimes there's not room. Um, and we're staying at the Ronald McDonald House in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I'm actually here now, and um, we're staying here for the next six and a half, seven weeks. And one of the things that is really important that I want people to know about the Ronald McDonald House is that it creates two things for families who are going through things like my family. Um, it creates security um, in the way that it provides uh, a free place to stay. And I say free, like they suggest a donation. I think it's in most Ronald McDonald houses, it's $35 a night suggested, but it's free otherwise. And uh, they also offer meals. The one in Charleston offers three meals a day, either um, catered uh, by volunteers or, or you know, um, cooked there or, or what have you. And the one here in Jacksonville offers um, a lot of free pantry items um, to where you can make your own breakfast and lunch, and then they'll have dinner cooked or catered um, every night in, in the main main area. Now, it's not like a cafeteria. <laughs> it's really not. This is like a kitchen in my house. The one here in Jacksonville is set up just like the kitchen in my house, only there's four ovens and four stoves and four microwaves. So you can go down there and cook your own meal. Uh, you can eat the food they have. They also have an industrial kitchen where the volunteers cook. Um, and then a huge eating area where you can uh, meet some of the families who are going through similar things. And it just creates this sense of community. There's also a ton of stuff for the kids. There's a movie room. There's um, a gym for the, for the parents. And there's also playgrounds and bikes and basketball and ping pong and indoor playgrounds in case it's raining and games and books and just these little nooks where you can read and learn and they have iPads for, for the kids and it just really is a remarkable place and really the magic of Ronald McDonald House is that sense of security. Um, knowing that you don't have to worry about um, racking up incredible hotel bills and knowing that your family's covered for at least one meal a day and I, I just think that's that's important. The second part I've already mentioned is the community, and we've met so many people. In fact, we met a family at the Ronald McDonald House here who their son has the exact same strain of cancer, rhabdomyosarcoma, um, that my son does, and they're, on, they're about to leave. They're on week seven, um, and we're just starting. So it was great to, to meet with them and talk to them, and um, they explained a lot to us and were able to give some, some insight into it, but none of that possible without the Ronald McDonald House organization and um, it, it just really is a remarkable now I want you to now me and my wife we have just just Baxley so it's just the three of us but there's a lot of families that have multiple um, that have, the, the patients have siblings they have multiple kids so if you have 
um, two kids, what are you going to do with the, the other child while, you're, uh, while one of your kids is getting treatment? Well, this provides a place for one of the parents and the child to stay, and they offer just a ton of things. I've even seen students down here where they have tutors come through, and so kids don't miss school. Um, it, it truly is a remarkable organization that really is a lifeline for families like mine going through what we're going through. And without the Ronald McDonald House, I, I can't imagine how hard this would be um, when you think about $200 a night in a hotel or even 100 bucks a night in a hotel. You know, in Charleston, you can't stay near the hospital for less than 200 a night. And so um, you have to factor in parking and you have to factor in everything else. So it really is a lifeline to us. So um, if you can support the Ronald McDonald House, please do. We try to donate as much as we can. And we've had some very gracious people um, help us who have donated lots of money to the Ronald McDonald House on our behalf so that we could feel good about staying and actually give back to some of these families that are here. And I just think that's the way it works. And there'll be, once we're, we're through this and a little further along and more settled financially, there'll be some significant givebacks that we're going to work on for Ronald McDonald House because they have just been such a, a vital organization to the survival of my family. And we see it in other families too. And it's just remarkable. Um, so if you don't know about the Ronald McDonald House, I encourage you to do a little research on your own and um, check into it because it really is, it's, it's, as vital a part of the treatment as the actual medical procedures itself when it comes to an entire family going through the process. It really is. Okay, here's something I really want to talk about. So I have to be a little transparent, a little honest with you. Right now I'm recording this. It is 1.25 in the morning and I just left the emergency room where we, um, Baxley was admitted. Um, we finished our first week of proton radiation today. Um, we had our meeting with our oncologist here in Jacksonville today. Everything went well. This evening he um, hit about a 100.8 fever. At 100.4 we have to go to the ER. Now it's not just a normal ER visit. We have to call ahead. We have to call our oncologist. We have to call all of our doctors. They have to call the ER, let them know we're coming because we can't, when our immune system is down so low and our blood count was so low, we can't sit in the waiting room and become susceptible to everything floating around there. So we have to go straight into a room. So we got the blood count back. Baxley's blood count to today was 100. And to put perspective, anything below 500 is considered neutropenic, which is highly susceptible to illness and your immune system's just broken down. Most people are hovering between three and 5,000, if that gives you perspective. Tonight we get to the ER, Baxley's blood count was, his A&C was at 25. So he basically is operating with no immune system uh, tonight, and he was running a fever, so we had to rush him to the ER, um, get him some antibiotics, some fluids, obviously, check vitals, make sure everything was good, do blood work. We had to reaccess his port today, which we deaccessed this afternoon in proton radiation, and we had to reaccess it tonight, um, and he'll leave, hopefully leave that in um, through the next week. So. The good news is at this time, one 1.30 in the morning, his temperature has gone down. He's stable. Um, as stable, he, he wasn't really it wasn't really critical. It was just we needed to watch it because his immune system's so low. So that's kind of where we are. And so I bring that up because I want to talk about finding strength. Because you know when we started, when we headed went over to the ER at nine o'clock tonight, eight o'clock tonight. It's the last thing you feel like doing. I mean, you're not going to not do it, but it's the last thing you feel like doing. 
and then sitting in, in the ER, um, a little bit of panic started to come over me. I started to get the anxious kind of vibe, and I, I've been suffering for a while with anxiety attacks from time to time. Um, and I've learned, you know, through my, my study of mindset, through my study of just uh, controlling my mind and my breathing and meditation, um, I've learned to kind of spot them pretty quick and kind of correct them before it gets too out of hand. Before I, I really learned how to do that, um, it, it got pretty bad from time to time. And so I started feeling that coming on while I was sitting there. And, and so I just, when, when that happens, I just, I recognize it, I acknowledge it. Um, I start, you know, kind of going off to myself a little bit and start taking some deep breaths and focusing my mind on something else and um, checking the energy in my body. And I know all that sounds, you know, woo-woo, but... Um, it really is true and it really does work. So um, when you're, the, the point of finding strength is there are so many times when I just feel weak. I just feel, sometimes I feel angry. I feel angry that other people get to lead a normal, quote unquote, normal life and that my family has to deal with this. And I know that sounds bad and it sounds like I'm coming from jealousy and, and sometimes I am. And, and I don't wish bad things on other people. I just wish that we had some some normalcy from time to time. I can't change cancer. I can't change what we have to do. But you really, um, I consider that a moment of weakness. And we have to find a way to bring strength back into the picture. And man, it's hard to do that. Some people rely heavily on faith. Some rely on exercise. Some rely on a spouse or a hobby, guitar, sports. Um, doing creative outlets or uh, just getting away or you know there's a lot of ways you can put strength back into um, your life and it really is a conscious choice but I think the hardest thing for me is to stay ahead of the curve and identify the weakness and know when it's coming and I think by doing that I can not get sucked down the rabbit hole of anger or jealousy or uh, pity or um, embarrassment or whatever emotion is coming up at that given moment. I can really hit hit the brakes on that and tap back into the things of, you know, and sort of for me, and this, you know, I'll, I'll explain this after I say it, but, you know, um, I have two sayings that really snap me back into it. Um, one's for my business and one is for, you know, my life now. And, um, so my, my saying when I start to feel the weakness come on is I just I just kind of quickly close my eyes and I say, you know, he's counting on you, you know, and he's Baxley, you know, and, and I just I say he's counting on you. And then normally after that, she's counting on you, meaning my wife. And so I, I look at those two people as the most important people in my life. And anytime I start to feel weak, I have to realize that no matter what I feel, no matter what my feelings or emotions are around any particular situation or topic. Those two people are counting on me and I have to show up. It doesn't mean I always show up perfectly. It doesn't mean, in fact, most of the time I don't. <laughs> but, but it does mean I show up. I'm there and I'm open to whatever happens and I'm there to support. And so um, tonight I got to come back here because I, well, I got my family settled over there. My wife wanted to stay with Baxley tonight. His fever was down. He wasn't hooked up to any heart monitors. He was just kind of being monitored to make sure the fever doesn't spike again. They'll check his vitals. There was no, um, there was no danger um, really. And they'll, I'm right across the street, so they'll call me if any if things change. But 
he was really tired, wanted to go to sleep. So was my wife, and she wanted to snuggle with him, and he liked snuggling with her. So I came back over here. I'll get some sleep here tonight. I'll take my wife coffee in the morning, and tomorrow night she'll come over here and sleep, and I'll stay over there because um, we will be there for about 48 hours through the weekend, in fact. And so um, so finding strength really has become an important part of my life and what we're doing. And as I parlay that into my business, you know, how do I find strength in business? Well, how do I... Well, it's focusing on the stuff that really matters. Like you don't you don't find strength by focusing on things that don't matter, and that's the big thing I've learned. You know, when you when you all you do is you just focus on the things that really matter, and that's where your focus is. It's real easy to find strength. It doesn't mean you're always gonna you're never gonna have those moments of weakness. It just means that when you do, if you can identify them early enough, it's real easy to go back and go the direction you want to go. If you're just focusing on the things that truly matter. I find that we live in a world where it's real easy to get distracted. It's real easy for me to um, pretend cancer is not part of my life. It's real easy for me to pretend that things are just great and fine and dandy all the time. And um, we have our fair share of laughs, we do, but we also have our fair share of tears. You know, and I've been very, I've tried to be very open about conveying that, you know. And we have our fights, we have our hugs, we have everything that people have. We just have them on a um, different level. Not a better level, not a worse level, just a different level. We have it on the cancer level. And so um, that's kind of what, I, what I've been thinking about. And as, as I move forward, one of the things that I, I'm grateful for is the self-awareness to realize where I pull my strength. And when I do get weak or when I'm starting to feel weak or starting to feel emotions that I'm not choosing to have, um, I can pull from strength. And I can get back to saying, he's counting on you. And that kind of snaps me back into uh, step up, you know, step up, man up, you know. We'll deal with the feelings tonight when we're in bed. Right now, show up. Be the dad. Be the husband. Be the decision maker. Talk to the doctors. Make a choice. Be educated, even when you're not. And I think that's the, um, and, and you know, the, the biggest thing is be open. Be open to criticism. And as long as it's constructive and from, from someone who, is fighting like my wife can criticize me my family can criticize me my stepmom criticized me today in a very very positive constructive way um, and it was a really good she was just pointing something out and it was a very good piece of advice and that kind of thing you have to be open to and that is also where you find your strength it's not just from within it's from people that you know love and trust and you have to have those people in your life so as you're going through your day or as you're going through your life, maybe something's rubbed you the wrong way at work or maybe your your spouse didn't quite do the perfect thing before you left for work this morning, you know, you to just really take a minute and breathe and, and just say, you know, how am I showing up? You know, how am I showing up? Where do I find my strength? Do I find my strength from external sources or do I pull it from within? And uh, I hope you pull it from within. It's been a long day. We started with radiation treatment this morning, and um, now we just left the ER. Or I just left the ER. They're still there, but it's been a long day, and that's how you got to do it. So uh, I hope you got something from this. Find your strength. Don't let your weaknesses win. Hey, thank you for joining me on this episode of Hug Your People, episode 13. We talked about the Ronald McDonald House and finding your strength. 
it's just been an exhausting day for me. I'm not going to lie. But I hope you're enjoying this podcast. Um, as always, i got to remind you that we have Alex's Lemonade Stand Million Mile coming up in September. If you want to run, walk, or bike with me, um, get on my Facebook page and find the link um, and, and run with me to raise money for these kids. We have Hug Your People hats and shirts coming. We're going to support Alex's Lemonade Stand. We're going to support Rapid My Sarcoma. Um, and we're going to support these kids who have cancer. And as always, we're delivering our first two wagons. Uh, we're going to do that next week, and I'm really excited about that. And I'll have some more information about that as we come. But it's been a long time coming, but I feel like we're doing it right. These kids really want a wagon, and they deserve one, and um, they're going to get one. So I hope you uh, take the time today to go hug your people. We'll see you next time. Thank you.